previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. They are the uh, the Fordyce Red Bugs. What? And, yeah, here in Arkansas, we have several of those. We've got the University of Arkansas Monticello. They are the boll weevils. A boll weevil is a bug that gets into cotton bowls. So yeah. it's. I love so that we, you insinuate that we have no idea what that is, and you, you, you'd be correct, of course. No, I've heard of that. I've never even heard of that. I was like, what the hell is that? Evil. And then you just took it away. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know where I'm from. (laughs) We're jingling away. We usually do this show from the DMV With lots more company But now we're on the road here in Tennessee Jerry, he's the captain your jingle lord Steve Lipton plays the guitar Knows all the chords And we'll try Littles will try To jingle Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Happy Jingle Fest Day. Jingle Trek Day. Is that what we're calling it? Jingle Trek. It is the day of Jingle Trek. In Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. So, Littles, get on out there tonight to Jingle Fest. Jingle Trek. I keep saying fest. I think it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's, It's the same thing. They know what we mean. Speaking of just... Everyone knows it's going to be a fun-filled jingle day way to open. I mean, we can't get a better opening than that. No. I mean, the great Joe Arrow. Thank you, Joe Arrow, for sending that in specifically for us. That was amazing. Amazing. And speaking of, I did have to tell you who that song was by, I believe. No, I think I knew. And ironically, in two weeks, they're yes. playing the Beacon Theater. Yes. So we might be going. We might be seeing sticks. We might be seeing sticks. Now, Sully, you do the math there. It's a jingle-filled day, and we will be doing a portion of the Friday Five. Yes. So you do that math. If you can't figure it out... Just keep listening. Or Just... We'll ask Dina. <laughs> go, go to Dina in Damascus, and she'll do the math for you. I don't know. Eat it, Sully. Because we're, we're playing the jingle. We're yes. Playing, it's a jingle-filled day. We're playing multiple jingles today. We've had the benefit of little sending in jingles. We've mm-hmm. done a few jingles ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's what this episode's about in honor of Jingle Trek. Yes. Very exciting. Now, speaking of Sully. Okay. I think we're... Did we decide on this? Roxy came up with this idea of a new segment. <laughs> Do you remember what you were going to call it? I came up with an idea of to expand the WTFC podcast network and create a separate podcast. Right. And call it Sully Says. Yeah. Or we have Sully Says What? <laughs> or Silly Sully Says Shit. I like that one. I like that one, too. I like that one a lot. Now, these are still pending. Uh, We're not sure if Sully's on board with this or not. I I did mention it to him, (laughs) and he said he's often, I think he said he's often thought of it. But anyway, so this is... I think I came up with the What Now, Sully. Oh, What Now, Sully. That's... The What Now, Sully segment. The What Now, Sully segment. Like, What Now, Sully? (laughs) With the big eye roll. (laughs) Well, he writes in, and he goes... I'm going to just say capital G, capital I, capital F, originally stood for Graphics Interchange Format. So it's a hard G. Thank you for coming to my GIF talk. Interesting. Is that what you mean? That's how you say it, right? I'm GIF? pretty sure. Because that's how I say it. That's so how I say it. This officially is a first for the uh-huh. Loyal Little Podcast. Sully and I actually agree on something. Well, yeah. that's not true because we're both Red Sox fans. So that's, uh-huh. that's not true. <laughs> anyway, he continues. So what Omar is saying that Cameron Crowe ripped off Superstar when he wrote Almost Famous. Now, it's been a minute plus since I've seen Almost Famous. I have you not ever seen, seen it. Almost? You really need to see that. Yeah. I can't remember. So we're just going to we're just going to let you have that one. Then he continues. If you lay the silverware down on the top shelf of the dishwasher, you are only cleaning one side. That's not true. That's so not true. That's I mean, actually not true. And actually I mean, I guess it depends on the dishwasher model, but 
the one that I am picturing in my head, it's got little slats. Well, I was going to say you, 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 you're laying turn it sideways. It it. You turn it up like on its side. On its side, right. So like the spoon is, it's not going to catch if you have it laying flat or whatever. It's, yeah, it's no, laying no, on its, it's side. You're exactly right. The trays that we've seen, the silver is sideways. It's not right. up or down. Right. So it's not only getting one side, it's, it's front and all ba- sides. It's like front and back instead mm-hmm. of up and down. I don't know. Right. But it's like when you put a bowl in, the way you put it in, it still gets cleaned all over. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, most what, times. that's how dishwashers work. Yeah. It's, it's just like from every, <laughs> it's from every side. Yeah. Speaking of the dishwasher, we did get a few emails about that. Mm-hmm. And the majority, obviously, we're not going to read them all, but the majority was that the silverware goes up. Yeah. So it gets cleaner that right. way. Right. But guess. knives go down. I don't really, honestly, I really don't think it matters, but I think the majority think up. But the knives, the knives have to go down because that's safety. Well, you also have to be careful with how full right. you make your dishwasher because it's, if you're going to stuff it things aren't going to get clean yeah, no matter what tight, no yeah, matter what way you put them so yeah you just be careful all right so now to our other segment the co-hosts who didn't get on the show but need to email in we hear from ritz and he says chuck you need to know about the animaniacs did i say that right yes i did some of the most clever and funny cartoons ever. Here are some videos i am sure you and roxy will enjoy and he i'm going to go out on a limb here and say these are great I almost wanted to include them, but I'm afraid we'll get shut down because we don't have rights to play. But these are jingles. <laughs> yeah. These are, I had no idea. I thought the Animaniacs. Animaniacs, that's right. I thought they were almost, I don't want to say like Beavis and Butthead type or South Park. No. I knew they weren't like that dirty, but I just thought it was more friendly. for adults. I didn't realize it was, these were kids. So mm-hmm. these are great. These are just like learning tools. The one he sent us was all the states and their capitals mm-hmm. and then the presidents mm-hmm. and the countries around the world. And then he wrote, if we only had learning materials like this when we were kids. Now, there was no question mark after that. So I'm assuming he he's being sarcastic, right? Because, I mean, duh. I mean, I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. That was oh, one I of my favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. So obviously, we're talking about Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. So I'm assuming, Rich, you know about Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, that's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And now I have to give credit where credit's due. I did click on a couple of these links. They're adorable. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty great. Very catchy. And then finally, we heard from Bob Walsh, right? Chuck and Roxy, following up on some things from the last couple of episodes, the trek to Staten Island... The woman to whom I was to become related to by marriage and I lived on West 44th in the early 80s. Being quite poor most of the time, a favorite date night was to take the one train to the South Ferry stop and just ride the ferry back and forth. If we caught it just right, we could watch the skyline light up as the boat made the return trip to Manhattan. Maybe it was the company that made the trip seem shorter. That's very sweet. Next, Purdue University. When John... Wait, did you you say that right? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Purdue with a U, University, (laughs) when John Lorenz mentioned Purdue, I thought, wait a second, I know that place. I lived there. I went to kindergarten there. In 1964, my family lived in dorms called Married Student Housing in West Lafayette while my dad got his master's degree. The per-child stipend my parents received for each of their four children made them among the wealthiest people on campus. Next, he says, music. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? You got paid to have kids? They got a stipend, yeah, for a child. I did not know that was a thing. That's, yeah. Okay. All right. right. Sorry. Don't worry. I wasn't wasn't insinuating anything there, Roxy, because I know we don't get paid now for that. But anyway. Music Man. When he mentioned Music Man, I thought, wait a second. I know that musical. I was in that musical. In 1968, Monticello High School put on its first musical, plucking a 10-year-old from the elementary school to play Winthrop. I knew all the songs by heart by the time performances began, although it was several more years before I understood the lyric, I hope and I pray for Hester to win just one more A. (laughs) Unless there is an email from Ed Butt, this should conclude the old guy portion of the podcast. Ah. P.S. Have you reached out to Scott Organic to do the show? Beside being a friend to David Patton and myself, I can honestly say he is one of the five best people I have ever met, and he is funny. Bob. Okay, so I threw that in at the bottom because that was like a separate email, but I changed uh-huh. it to a PS because I wanted to, I don't know if Scott actually listens. I'm hoping he does. So we, I don't want to say throw him under the bus here, but we did reach out to Scott and he very politely declined. Yeah. We've had people do that. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, that's okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe now, someday, maybe, maybe you someday. can talk him into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but mm-hmm. we'd love, I mean, we've heard nothing but great things about Scott. I mean, yeah. Maeve raved. Maeve was like, oh, you have to get him on the podcast. Right. So of course we reached out and he, I don't, I don't remember though. Was it because he was busy at the time? Probably. I'm not sure why. Well, no, cause then there's some, uh, <laughs> Mr. Babish, we're looking at you, um, that just Say, said, no, nope. 
Nope. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. All right. And that's fine too. You just wait, sir. One day. One day. Yep. So Roxy, we need to get into a, a couple things before we get to our Meet the Littles guest. I mean, we had a week. Oh boy, did we. I, I in jet actually, I'll just say I had a day off. I mean, my one day off, I get a week. It was crazy eventful. Yeah. So Claire was heading out of town finally. She's done her five weeks of house seven sitting weeks. and kitty sitting yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And uh, so she so was, it was our last chance. It was to our last chance to see her, see her. And she was she happened to already be going to Birdland. Birdland. And she had been there already. So she mm-hmm. loved it so much. She already went and wanted to see the uh, Louis Armstrong band. Tribute band. Yep. Tribute band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we met her there. So we had a great day. Yeah. We, it's like right in our neighborhood and we've never been. I've never been. I used to live on 44th Street, yeah. which is the that's where it is. Right. On, it was on my block. Right. Not even just on 44th Street. It was, I lived between 8th and 9th Avenue yeah. on 44th. And that's where this, uh, it's just never been. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, Bob Walsh used to live near there, yeah. somewhere near there. And anyway, so we went, had a great time. Brian Markowitz came again and yep. joined us. Yep. And that was great. It was awesome. The band Unfo- was great. Yeah. Oh, everything was great. Unfortunately, we had to rush out because we had already had tickets for Elton John at the Barclays yes. in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. as as we've discussed before, that's going to take a little while to get there. Yep. So it this- was so funny, though. We walked to the train. We got to the train. A train just left oh, as we were running so down annoying. the stairs to try to catch it, which we were like, oh, no. Because we wanted to get on that queue express. But luckily, there was a queue right behind another yes. queue right behind yeah. it. So it we did, we were waiting maybe two minutes tops. Well, no, it was more than two minutes. But then that really? also, well, because then that also causes problems later, as we discovered, we're going over the Brooklyn Bridge or the bridge for the subway. Yeah. And, and all, all of a sudden, we sudden stopped. oh, my gosh. We and I, I looked at Chuck and I said, this is why I never go to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Maeve. Uh, but no, seriously, this is, it sucks because you have no control. It could right. be anything. And right. they announced it was congestion. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, go figure. There was literally an express queue train right in front of this one. Yeah. So I knew there might be problems. I was hoping. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to jinx anything. It worked out, though. I it mean, worked it, out. It, we got perfectly. there literally five minutes before he started playing. So yeah. we didn't yeah. miss anything. Right. And now, amazing. Things, things Chuck didn't know. This man is 74 years old. Yeah. 70 freaking four years old. I had to do some Googling because the drummer looked like he was 84 years old. <laughs> Turns out he's only 73, but hello, Nigel, amazing. Yeah. He's just, he's just been, yeah, he introduced all the band and your favorite was one of the percussionists. Oh He had my two gosh. percussionists and a drummer, so that rocked my world. And the one was just, he was living his best freaking oh, well, life hello. up there. Think about it. If it I was, was 73 so years old uh-huh. and I was drumming for Elton freaking John, I mean, obviously he knows Elton, he's drummed yeah. for him his whole life. That, yeah. that That's not the big part. This isn't like some 73 year old he just picked up off the street recently but my point is 73 years old and you're playing the Barclay it's just like yeah all, you're doing and this just, world they, tour yeah it was really great so we weren't sitting super close but we weren't well, super far away oh no, but we weren't we in had, the nosebleed we had great seats. oh no these were great seats we splurged a little we did and there was obviously a big screen yeah and then a bunch of little screens uh, all around and so they would the camera angles were awesome right. I wasn't expecting that so you got to see his hand, like a shot of his hand, yeah, playing the playing piano, the piano, which yeah. was so cool. I kind of wish they had just kept it on that the whole and time. And his face, but. and then they would flash to the other band members. And every time that percussionist came on, I was like, "This guy is awesome. Yeah. I want to be his best friend." <laughs> he, he's pretty amazing. So fun. But now we we want to quickly because we have to get to our meet the littles guest. But we we need to get into this because <laughs> I don't know how we say this, but I, I just I, I would entitle it "Read the Room." Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're talking about. What we're going to say, annoying concert goers. I guess concert etiquette. Concert etiquette. I'm, That's a a little good, yes. con- I'm a little confused as to what concert etiquette right. is because I'm so used to going to a Broadway show. Or like Michael or, Buble, which isn't like people ripping their shirts off and screaming. Right, and throwing, right, right. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> so concert etiquette, Littles. Where do we fall on this? Okay. I personally would just like to, I think of it as just read the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were in a big section. Yeah. There had to be at least 250 people in our section, probably mm-hmm. roughly. I yeah. mean, give or take one person, one person who happened to be sitting right in front, front of, of us. us. <laughs> I felt bad because she was really right in front of you. Yeah. But that's okay. I had you cuddle over and lean on me Aww. and she stood up the entire, like the only person in the section of 250 people standing up and like dancing like she's which never it, danced before which, which is which, like i could tell i she was with her son and i think it was you think it, it was her son yeah it must have been no, like i thought it was her 
boy. Well, anyway, that's no, a whole no, other no. podcast. It must, it must okay. have been like a special gift or whatever. Right. So like I was trying to be like, okay, this woman's clearly excited to see Alan John. Like everyone. And you know what? When he first comes out, by all means, I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. But like but everybody every else is sitting down, including the person she was with. At one point, he finally got up because I felt like he was getting awkward because everyone- if he didn't get up. Okay. Right. Now, when this started- there was no one next to her. No. So there were, our section was not completely empty, but people were still in. trickling in. Well, eventually, this someone was sitting, this poor woman <laughs> sitting in front of me. And this and I woman do, standing up, she's flinging her arms, swaying side to side, and she's like not aware of her, she's, she's not she's, spatially aware. I, I think all. maybe drugs might have been involved. I'm not See, sure. I don't think that no? at all. Okay. I think she was just very excited and her arms were swinging and she kept like brushing this woman and I could see the woman and her husband, I think her husband, yeah. like looking and like, looking at each other and kind of chuckling. Should I say something? Like, like this woman keeps almost smacking so me in the bad. face. And yeah. this woman just did not care. She, she had no yeah, awareness, awareness of anything else going on around just her. her. It was just about her enjoying the concert, which again, yeah. you want to go, you want to enjoy yourself. Well, this is, I'm all for that, but also, like you said, read the room. Right. If everyone in your section or if people in your section in front of you are standing up and you can't see and you want to stand up, fine, by all means. And then people behind you will probably follow suit. But if you're the only one. I mean, the only one in this section. Like people around you are probably going to be annoyed. And I don't know. Are we just being fuddy daddy? I don't know. Maybe it? I'm talking like, I'm, well, that's why I'm asking the little. Like, what is the etiquette? Lawn? Like, I don't what know. What is concert etiquette? Because I also feel for this person because this could be something she saved up yeah. months of extra salary to buy these tickets right. and Elton John could be her all-time favorite music. Oh, look, it was on our bucket list. Yeah. It was definitely on my bucket list. Right. And so I was really excited to go. So I get it. You want to enjoy yourselves and you should be able to. But I also feel like... There should be some level a... of awareness and respect for the people around you. You're right. not in your living room Yeah, by yourself. I guess is how I would say it. And I honestly, it was more <laughs> for the woman next to next her. Next to her, Because I she know. just... I don't think she felt like she could say anything. Yeah. She didn't want to start anything. Right, I don't know. right. I don't know. Littles, what say you? Concert yeah. etiquette. Are I mean, we being fuddy duddies? Are we being, yeah. I mean, no, Stick I mean, at one mud. point we stood up. There Sticks were moments like when he yeah. sings, I'm still standing. I mean, everyone in the section got up. Right. Of course. Well, and especially he definitely, he did an encore oh, of like yeah, well, three songs. Yeah. So like everyone stood up when he first came out and then everyone just stayed standing up right, for the rest right. of the Because the this is, we're referring to the Yellow Brick Road uh, yeah. finale tour. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course he closes with that. And it right. Was just, you're standing. I, that's what I'm saying about reading the room. Yeah. Like, so everyone in the section was standing. So right. you're standing. Yeah. But I'm sorry when he's, well, she I'm going to, in her own little should I world. throw you under the bus here? So yeah, when he's do doing it. Candle in the Wind and everyone's just sitting there enjoying the song and you're up there like bopping around, like what's happening there? Okay. But they also, so, these speaking of these big screens, they yeah. had them on the back wall. And so they're playing videos of stuff. Like music videos or um, videos of him or videos like of, they actually did of a lot Rocket of Man, Rocket the, Man the movie, movie which was kind like of cool. But um, they, when they did Candle in the Wind, <laughs> Roxy, after the concert, go ahead, Roxy. All right. So I said to Chuck, you know, I was today years old when I realized that Candle in the Wind was not about Princess Diana and actually about <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I mean, Goodbye Norma Jean makes so much more sense right now. And I can't believe I was today years old when I figured that out. Yeah. So. That's okay. That's. Well, well you were young when she fair, died. To be fair, my earliest recollection of that song is around the death of Princess Diana. Right. You and, were nine years old. Right. Yeah. So. I'm sure How'd that feel, Littles? I, <laughs> hurt me a little. I'm sure. I know I've heard the song for that, but. Well, maybe not. I just you were wasn't, nine. I just, you know, well, my mom <laughs> right, put it, right, had the right. radio on all the time and Elton John was on the radio a lot at the time. So yeah, I thought it was about Princess Diana and I never really understood the lyric goodbye Norma Jean until this past Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> all right. We're going to get you out of here Whoops. on that, Littles. Speaking of concerts, I mean, there is a reason we actually, this is all tied in beautifully. Yeah, yeah. This Little's guess. I fanboyed a little. I'm going to throw it out there now. Mm -hmm. So just bear with me. Mm -hmm. But it was a great time. You're going to love it. Don't go anywhere on this special Jingle Fest Trek day because we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Sully from Boston. Never revere. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. segment in ours we're going to meet a guest who's far but not from mars 
It's time to turn our mics on. It's time to hop on Skype. It's time to call our guest who's sure to gain some hype. Why do you always listen to each and every show? It makes us all so happy, more happy than you know. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. And now let's get things started. Why don't we get things started? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, little-tational. Now it's time to meet our little's guest. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, another fun one. Can't wait. I mean, I might fanboy a little bit out on this one. We'll see. We'll get all there in a second. Please welcome to the podcast, Michael Lowe. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're great. We're good. Uh, good. Re- real excited to have you on the podcast. I think we found you on Twitter. I think it was Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And when no. we saw what you do and everything, we're excited because we're artists ourselves. But as we usually start the podcast, let's let you take a few minutes. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Well, I'm Mike Lowe and I live sort of outside DC, but within the metro area. And a musician and teacher. I play trumpet, play in a few different groups, you know, like classical, sort of more traditional brass quintet, along with two other bands. Uh, one is sort of an indie jam, sort of a rock band, and the other one is a cover band. Um, and we play all the music from the 60s and 70s that typically featured horn sections. So the band and Tedeschi Trucks, the Almonds Brothers, we add horns to the Grateful Dead stuff that we do, Joe Cocker, um, and a little bit of fish too. And I teach also, I teach a, in a music program at a school, a private school in Arlington, um, and also teach private lessons for trumpet and brass players, middle through high school. So that's sort nice. of my gig. Now, I, I might be showing my age a little bit, but when yeah. you say bra- the first band that comes to my mind is Chicago. Now, do you do any of those? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we do actually. We recently added twenty five and six to four our last two shows and used that to close out the first set. Nice. We just played on uh, on Sunday. You just brought back some painful memories, my friend. (laughs) Uh, I'm not kidding. When I was in eighth grade, we had our own band, and that was one of our main songs was 25 or 6 to (laughs) 4. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a really cool tune. We have a um, really talented guitar player that just really shreds it, Terry Cass style. Nice. (laughs) And it's funny, when I was younger, I probably wasn't into Chicago that much, but I knew who they were. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more since I've gotten older and playing more that I've listen to them a little bit more and in high school i remember being more into like tower power for example (laughs) but yeah no they're they're a great group well this Uh, was it's funny we're gonna get back to you i swear in a second but uh, (laughs) it's just bringing up all these things because roxy and i here we just recently got married but we're redoing we never got to do the reception because of covid and all that stuff so one of the main things we were deciding was band you know, DJ, DJ, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I go, man, if if we're going to do a band, it's got to be, I I want the whole, I don't want just like a four or five piece band. I want, we need the brass section. Uh I want everybody that, you know, I want Chicago to play my wedding. Basically. Basically. (laughs) And then we, and then we saw the price of that. And and we're like, well, then we're going to have to, it's, do we have a band or do we maybe buy a house? Right. What do we want? One or the other. (laughs) Yeah. No, when you want that many players, it's a lot of mouths to feed basically. Yeah. And they deservedly so. Yeah, pay, absolutely. You know? So now let's go all the way back. Where did you grow up? Are you originally from down there? No, um, I, I'm sort of all over the place. I was born in Cincinnati and lived there until like second grade, more or less, mm-hmm. um, and then moved over to Baltimore. Then my parents split and I moved to Florida and basically grew up in Gainesville from like third grade on and then uh, started to get serious about music. Sort of always was serious about music, but when I picked up trumpet in eighth grade, it got serious very quickly. So ended up going to school at Northwestern in Chicago. Oh, um, and the, okay. Two of the people that I play with in the cover band that just played were friends of mine at Northwestern. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's really interesting to me how a lot of those people ended up moving into this area and I've continued to play with them over the past 20 years. Yeah, so one of the other things about me is I'm a huge fan of the band Fish and have seen them almost 130 times. Whoa. It's a little bit like Liz and Bruce Springsteen, basically. Yeah, and on the Loyal Littles podcast, we call that burying the lead. Um, So thank you for, it was only five minutes in. Not even five five minutes, that's not too bad. Wow, 130 times. I have a friend like you. Did you happen to come up to Madison Square Garden ever to see them? Well, it's funny you mentioned that room. I've seen them more at Madison Square Garden than any other place. Okay. So, so didn't I, I could be totally off on this, and I apologize if I'm talking no, it's nonsense. Fine. But didn't they do a thing where 
they did like five nights in a row and every night was a different show? So it was a little more than that. <laughs> it was 13 nights and wow. they called it The Baker's Dozen. Right. Oh, right. fun. Right, 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 right. Okay. And what was so brilliant about it is each night was thematic based upon a donut flavor. And the donuts <laughs> were shipped in fresh from Federal Donuts They have an, in Philly. They were basically trucked up overnight to the garden and then passed out to fans on their way into the show. I would go um, to that concert. No, I, this is hilarious. <laughs> so at least I'm getting like, what, a tenth of a credit? Maybe? maybe yeah, no, you're, you're on the right track. The thing that was crazy about it is that they would always play a cover that related to the donut flavor that right. night. Yes, they didn't do a single repeated song over those 13 shows. Wow. Um, Unbelievable. And then in 2019, they did a whole tour where they didn't repeat a song. But really? it was sort of some of, the, some of the legs from that were taken from that. So I went to a few of those shows. So, for example, I went to Cinnamon Night and it was a cinnamon donut. And then the encore was uh, Neil Young, Cinnamon Girl. Nice. Um, oh my God. Right. And they had one night that was uh, jam filled as like a donut mm -hmm. might be. And everything they played was stretched way out. Songs that they were typically three or four minutes turned into 10, basically. Wow. I don't know yeah. if I would want to go to that night because I'm not a huge fan of jelly donuts. <laughs> really? That's yeah, what you took out really of this? Good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I, and I, I could be wrong, I'm going to have to reach out to her now. I have a friend from high school. I believe she came yeah. down for every one of those concerts. Wow. Yeah, no, I have friends of mine in the in New York that went to every single one. Mm -hmm. That's such <laughs> and, a cool uh, thing. Yeah. It sort of happened to me, too. I went to two shows on a weekend. One was called Jimmy's, and of course they had the Jimmy's Sprinkles yep. donut, and then Encore with Jimi Hendrix. And then, like, two days later, I got on the bus from D.C. and went back up for another show. Wow. <laughs> so it was it's kind of weird in New York in summertime to be going to an indoor show, but it, sort of everybody it took over the city. Midtown yeah. was was a lot of fun. So that was a, a real riot of a time. That's such a neat concept too. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, donuts. Well, and it's also the, the total, it's the Howard Stern book cover. Yeah. I believe he's the one that started that where you get multiple book covers. So people will buy multiple copies of the book and same thing here. And it's think like, it's a, oh, cause it's well, the cause, same story. Well, so. Right, same exact book, yeah. but different covers. Oh. So it's like a collector's oh, item because gotcha. then Star Wars did it. But yep. then this way for fish fans, you can come every night because you're not going to see the same concert every right, night. Right, right. You know? Well, and I mean, just to be completely honest, that's actually their M.O. They never play the same concert every night. And one of the really, I, I wish I had a clip handy, but at the time they were doing those shows, Metallica was on tour and they do like a live webcam from their rehearsal room. Okay. And they were, they were practicing and warming up and fish came up with them and they started talking about, Hey, haven't you heard what they're doing? They're playing 13 <laughs> nights and not repeating a song. And uh, Lars was like, Oh, we can never do that. <laughs> well, okay. I have a question for you. Serious question. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, of course, relate this back to me. This is, you're going to find this very funny. I knew they were a cool, hip band. I knew they were big. When I was yep. a senior in college, when I moved into my room, back in the day, you could paint your door. And on my door was a huge fish painting. I mean, it was beautiful. Now, full disclosure, I don't listen to fish. I didn't listen to fish. I didn't know really any of their music. But I knew enough to not paint over it because, man, everyone thought I was cool. <laughs> I mean, here I'm a music education major at Hartwood College, and I, you know, so hello, geekoid. And, but people thought I was cool because of my door. Because they, of right. course, thought I painted it. Right. right. Um, That's funny. So I knew enough to keep it. Now, here's my question. Seriously, now, I don't, no offense to Fish in any capacity here, but... Is oh, there... it's okay. Fish fans take offense greatly. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question is, like, I, I, the first... I don't know why I thought of Billy Joel. Let's take Billy Joel, for instance, okay? Oh, this is, like, a perfect setup. Oh, go keep going. <laughs> oh, uh -oh. okay. Well, if you go to a Billy Joel concert and he yeah. doesn't sing Piano Man, people will lose their freaking minds, right? Yeah. Okay. That's right. I was going to say, does Fish not have a popular song like that? That they're just not... Or if they don't do it, fans will go crazy. Right. Like how there must be a couple songs that every Fish fan loves, but yet you go to a concert and spend hundreds of dollars on a ticket and they don't do it live. And you're like, wait, what the hell? But yet you did yeah. it last night? Like what's going on? Yeah, that happens frequently. Like you're chasing a song because you know... You know, if they play it the night before, you're not going to see it. And they operate differently. They make all of their sort of money as a group on the live concert, mm -hmm. as opposed to an album or mm -hmm. recording. And, you know, a lot of what they do is sort of reading the room and improvising from that. So it's, it's sort of an experience between the crowd and the band, sort of feeding off each other. 
And at, at one point there was quite the drama created because of the MSG shows and Billy Joel. There's sort of a competition about oh, who's played the room more. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because just recently Fish has played more shows at MSG than The Grateful Dead, which is sort of surprising, but they have now. And there is even one point they have the New Year's Eve date settled. And Billy Joel got kind of pissed off one year because he couldn't play at MSG because Fish already had it booked and had to play at the Barclays Center. Oh, no. Oh. He should have played so, Radio City. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But there was a year in the late 90s where Prince couldn't get the room because Fish had it. Oh. So, wow. You know, and you'll meet some funny people at shows. I met Fred Savage backstage at the show. <gasps> nice. <laughs> For example. Okay, see, and that's we, what we call bearing the lead. Now, how did, first of all, how, do, you, well, do, do you just have a card and you punch it, and after you hit 100 shows, you get a free backstage pass? How does this work? Well, so, okay, yeah, this is even more bearing the lead. but um, And I think this is probably okay to keep on the podcast, but my sister-in-law knows the drummer, John Fishman, um, knew him from the mid-'90s and met him in Europe, and... I've hung out with him quite a few times. So that's how we have sort of the access to the backstage area. And I, I literally ran into Fred Savage at a keg. You know, now when you go to fish, it's very different. Uh, this is like 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's none of that sort of backstage scene happening. It's a much more family sort of oriented thing when they go on tour. They they all bring their kids, Aww. you know, kind of cool. So times are changing. <laughs> Big time. Oh, yeah. No, they've all got their own bus and you know, it's a totally different situation. Wow. So. Wow. That is so, so neat. Yeah. We, we might need to take a break here because <laughs> I mean, all right. So, yeah. Okay. So you hang out with the drummer. No big deal. All right. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. No, I've actually you know, been to a couple of shows with him. I saw King Crimson with him at the 930 Club at 20 years ago and King Sunny Ade at Jazz Fest. We watched that together. So he's a really interesting guy. Super funny and very well-rounded in terms of musical influences. I think the last in-depth conversation I had to him was about Dizzy Gillespie's touring band in the fifth, you know, in the fifties when yeah. the State Department sent him over to be sort of a musical ambassador. So one of their favorite tunes is Manteca. It's sort of a big influence on their sound. And right. I think that's why we're talking about it. So. All right. So but if you're this close to this guy, how has Fish not added a brass section to their, you know Well, they've got their horn player. <laughs> they do. <laughs> They're very homegrown. Trey, the lead guitar player, like to use players from Vermont, which oh. is where they're from. So he's used a couple Jen Hartswick plays trumpet and Natalie Cressman, trombone player, both great players in their own right. But they frequently do not use the horn section. I saw them do a Halloween show where they'd cover another band's album and they did Little Feet uh, Waiting for Columbus. And they had the horn section from Antibalas, you know, the Brooklyn area crew, basically, which was the best horn section I've ever heard them play with. But I'd love to play with them, you know. (laughs) You know, I also like to go as a fan. If you're if you're playing, that's a whole nother situation. Right, right. right. Well, I think Steve Lipton has met his match. Uh-huh. Officially. <laughs> you know, he, he likes to just, oh, yeah, I hang out with Hootie and the Blowfish all the time. Well, hello. <laughs> Michael here is hanging out with fish. So, <laughs> so Chuck here needs a little break. So we're going to take a go quick ahead. break because I'm going to try to catch my senses here, my breath. <laughs> I'm going to try to recover here. And we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Soli gets to do one of these, so I want to, too. This is Garrett Schumann in Ypsilanti, Michigan, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Now, folks, here's a story about Tutty the Turtle. Getting to the water was life's first big hurdle. Tutty was so small, so meek and frail. But Roxy had a heart as big as a whale. Beachy, 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 beach. Beachy, 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 beach. Lakey, 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 lake. Lakey, 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 lake. Pondity pond, pondity pond, pondity pond, 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 Poor Tut, poor Tut, poor Teddy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are meeting Michael Lowe today. And we've got so much more to get into, Chuck. 
I, I mean, I, I think is I'm there gonna, any are, is there any more fish talk we need to? I went to get a drink. Well, I don't know about that kind of fish. But <laughs> we, we have Our cups might be full on that. But <laughs> I mean, this is hilarious. We don't even know what your freaking major was in college. Now, were you a performance major? Were you an ed major? What What did you do at Northwestern? Uh, is a trumpet performance major? Performance. Cool. Okay. Yep. Cool. And then um, they don't tell you that in college, but that means you're going to be a teacher. Right. <laughs> well. It's funny that you say that. I had the opposite. At my college, we had the, what's the department chair? That's the word I was trying to find. He actually contacted me because he saw my resume. And I had already been doing summer stock theater on stage Mm -hmm. Uh as a drummer and whatnot. And I signed up to be a music ed major. And he actually called me saying, now, are you, is this what you really want to do? Because I think he thought you're a performer. You're not. Our school, I should have prefaced this, was we were like, Really hardcore education program. Mm-hmm. One okay. The, one of the most top notch. Okay. We start, you start student teaching your freshman freaking year. They weed you out right away. By yep. sophomore year, they know and you know. And they'll sit down with you and be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for you because they don't want you out there. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Representing yeah, them. Yeah. Representing and, or, that college yeah. if you're a bad teacher. So right. they, they were really, yeah. For some reason, Hartwick was music education and nursing were the two top majors there but so anyway so I was like no 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 I want to I hate saying it like this because this really upsets me like when people say oh I want it to fall back on you right because yeah. I don't think you should teach if, if you're doing it to fall back on it I really feel like you should want to teach mm-hmm. yeah I mean and that's that's sort of what's happened with our quintet our greatest thing that we've created is a week-long brass camp that we do up in Columbia, like Howard County, Maryland, and started it 20 years ago. And it's only open for brass players coming to the sixth grade that fall through like high school kids. And we coach them up, we play for them, and then they put on a concert at the end. So it's uh, something that music education has become a huge part of what I do, whether I had planned on that or not. (laughs) Yeah, right. One of my backups actually was Ithaca College. Um, oh, yep. And they really wanted me to come there, but I'm really happy I chose Chicago. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, all right, this is hilarious because that's where I wanted to go to study with Gordon Stout. Great. Oh, that's funny. Big, big time percussionist. I wanted to be a bomber, and uh-huh. they just didn't give me enough money. Mm. So, yeah. I remember going and visiting there in person and, and hanging out with both of the trumpet professors and getting the hard push for sure. But, mm. you know, I, I kind of knew when I was in. Evanston that, that was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I, I think being close to a big city was really important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little bit, it's out there. Well, try right. Oneonta. I mean, come on. <laughs> there you go. I mean, we know we had cold cheese pizza, but that's it. That's all you had. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, true. actually, for a while there, we were in the Guinness Book of World Records for most bars per capita. I think it was two oh, years wow. in a row. And I'm going way back to like the 90s or maybe huh. even 80s, but. Yeah, so we had that going for us, but that's about it. Uh, anyway, so now let's get more into, well, how did you become a little? When did this all start? How did you get introduced to Tony and all that? You know, I was introduced to his name first in the post, just seeing um, sure. in the late 90s. I think at that point he was writing for the style section. Yep. And my girlfriend, now wife at the time, was would mention his columns in the style section just for the comic relief. And then I think I just stumbled upon the radio show at the time, and I was working at the National Cathedral at one of the schools there, just doing some administrative work and ended up streaming it from my computer. And that's when it started. Yeah. And this is back when you could hear the commercial breaks on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was fun. That was a fun time. And I guess that was Andy Poley. Yeah. So, but that's when it all started. And then I've watched PTI over the years. But honestly, my interest in sports has sort of waned. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Whoa. And uh, and that's, that's pretty exciting. much it. <laughs> okay. That's wait. It. Now we have two Barry the Lead moments. Yep. Uh, Roxy and I are diehard Red Sox fans. That's why we were. Oh, awesome. But yeah, we live no, in New York, ironically. So, And now I can bring it all back together. One of my most proud moments was going to see Fish at Fenway Park in 2009 and being able to walk out the door next to the Green Monster onto the field. Nice. And they have Fish spelled out on the scoreboard. And we sat in the outfield. And then they came out and sang the National Anthem at the pitcher's mound, all wearing Red Sox shirts. Wow. <laughs> wow. So is it worlds colliding, basically. So Gotcha. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. Now, is baseball, because I love it when a guest knows the direction you're heading. That's always, <laughs> that's always a beautiful thing. Because we always ask, especially you, because you kind of moved around. Now, it was young, but you can be impressionable then. I mean, maybe you became a diehard Jacksonville Jaguars fan because you lived down in Gainesville or something. I don't know. 
I mean, for a while I was a Gators fan, and okay. that was like during the Spurrier heyday mm-hmm. in the um, in the mid '90s when they won the title. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right around the time I was going to college too. But that sort of subsided also. <laughs> you gotcha. know? So I've just stuck with the original inherited gene of being a Red Sox fan. My grandparents grew up in uh, we're in Rockport, Massachusetts, and we used to have a summer getaway in Hamilton, like on the North Shore. So oh, cool! Oh, nice. That's where it all sort of starts. Yeah. And then to ultimately tie it back, I mean, now have you ever tried to smooge with Wilbon at all? I mean, Northwestern grad. I know. I have not actually. <laughs> it would be fun to to hang out and say hello. But yeah, no, he's pretty big time now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And speaking of hanging out, did you ever get down to Chatter while it was there? I did not. I know exactly where it was because yeah. I lived in D.C. for about 10 years and actually went to Chandler's oh, okay. <laughs> a couple of times and thought it was kind of nasty. And that was before Chad's, right? That was before Chad's, right. correct. Yep. Yeah. I drove by just recently. I think the sign is still out. Yeah, I think they just recently now, uh, someone finally bought it, I think, or mm. something, and they're going to do something oh, okay. with it. I forget what it was, but I'm sure, sure one of our listeners will let us know. Yep. I'm sure. <laughs> they like to write in and give us updates and stuff yep. like that. Yep. So Exactly. Well, Michael, yeah. this has been great. We can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, one thing you might not know is that we have our fun, dumb questions, and that's kind ah. of like our thing here at the Loyal Littles podcast, so we hope you're going to be okay with some of those. I'm going to be fine with that. All right. Okay. I'm going to start with this. Did you go to camp growing up? If so, where? Not traditionally, but sort of yes. I went to a music camp called Eastern Music Festival in Greensboro, North Carolina for three summers. So this one time at band camp? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Amazing. This one time at orchestra camp. Oh, Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Orchestra camp versus band camp. I don't know. That just seems very classy. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, no, sort of the same thing. You're there with a bunch of kids and living in a dorm. This was at Guilford College. Uh Uh, There's two student orchestras and a faculty orchestra, and you have lessons and play chamber music and play an orchestra, like one new program a week. Wow. Cool. It's a lot of music to play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now let's let's get to the real dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, actually, let's start here. What reality show do you think you would be the best on? I think probably a cooking show. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'd say maybe not Top Chef, but was sort of taken from that where you're given a series of random ingredients. It's not the British and... baking show, right? No. no. Well, my kids love that, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The kids Wait. Uh, chopped. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Ah, Roxy. Thanks, Google. Bingo. Oh, she cheated. <laughs> I didn't even see her do that. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Okay, I might know the answer to this, but if you were the host of Saturday Night well, Live, can I, can I stop you? Right? Okay, oh. wait, wait, that's okay because that I was there's two questions I was going to ask, but I was going to preface them with you can't say fish. Oh, okay, go, Roxy. Okay, so if you can't say fish, if you were the host of Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Because you already hang out with fish, so that, you know what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, does this have to be a living musician? Not at all. Oh, no, we we go either way, actually. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, say Miles Davis. Oh, oh awesome. Excellent Good choice. choice. Good choice. Jimmy Cobb, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the drummer, for those that don't know. Yeah. Was exactly. the drummer. Uh, right. Yeah, Seven Steps to Heaven. Look it up, Liz. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Same one related, besides what you do, playing brass and all that. Speaking of, do you play multiple? I mean, I'm guessing you play like flugelhorn, things like that as well, or just... Oh, yeah. When my quintet sets up for a concert between... Me and the other trumpet player, we have a, over a dozen instruments. Out. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay, so what's oh, one yeah. other special hidden talent that you have that no one else would know about? Special hidden? I might have sort of inferred this, but I think it might be cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, cool. that's fair. What's yeah, your favorite it's, dish? It's favorite dish. One of the ones I've found more recently is um, it's a chicken kebab a recipe from Syria using Aleppo peppers and Greek yogurt. You marinate overnight with lemon slices and then... Skewer it up the next day and grill it. That sounds very good. When, when are you coming over? <laughs> yeah, it's really up to Madison Square Garden. You'll have to come on over. And, uh... Well, I'm actually, I will be up there in April. Okay. Oh, All right. We're listening. Um, and if it's okay, I mean, you're well, when this episode comes out, well, if you want to drop that recipe, I know Michelle Pendleton would love that. Yeah, uh, no, I'll totally drop that recipe. Yeah, she loves to swap recipes. And cool. What were those cookies called? She sent us these cookies. I just don't know. No offense, they were insane. Roxy. They were insane. Yeah. Insane. So good. But yeah. All right, Roxy, we have time for a couple more real quick. Okay. If you could choose your own nickname, what would it be? 
Because as we all know, you're not allowed to do that, but we're going to play a fantasy game here. <laughs> you can choose your own nickname. And I've been given nicknames, so this is hard. Okay. <laughs> I was called Gump in college. Gump? Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Just my freshman year. Okay. Um, so that passed. Is there a fraternity story <laughs> in there? Like... <laughs> Well, you know, I did the fraternity thing for like two years and then tired of it. Yeah. So it, it might be related to that. Yes, exactly. Wait, are we fraternity um, brothers? What's your fraternity? Kappa Sigma. Oh, okay, no, no. You did the cool ones. <laughs> uh, we weren't really that cool. I was but... five mu alpha for Pete's sakes. Come on. Doesn't get oh, more, yeah, no, doesn't no, get no, more exactly. geeky than that. No, that's the music. Yeah, that's the music fraternity, right? <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly. Yeah, of course you do. All right, let's um, end with some rapid fire. We got crunchy yeah. or smooth peanut butter. Crunchy. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Trek, Star Wars. Star Wars. Got him. Nice. You, you hesitated there. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> you, you like both or? I appreciate both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars more. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael, again, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, what can we plug for you? you know, we know there's a, a ton of stuff. Start with Twitter. How can we find you on Twitter and those kind of places? So on Twitter, uh, my handle is Mike Low TPT, a uh, TPT for trumpet. Uh, that's all that is. Okay. Uh, toilet paper. All, that's what I not toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would also say make sure that that's hung properly. Well, well we're getting there. We're getting there. Don't, <laughs> okay. don't, 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 don't jump the gun here. We'll jump okay. That. okay. All right. And then uh, my one band is called Skyscrapers DC. And we, we've also got a handle on Twitter. And then look for me with John Butte and friends at the 8x10, as well as my brass quintet, Monumental Brass. Okay, well, what's the handle for the band? The handle for Skyscrapers, that's at Skyscrapers DC. All right. So we'll make sure all that's in the show notes so all Wait. the littles out there can give you follows. Yes. That would be great. Littles, it matters. <laughs> yes. And do you have any recordings out there? We do. My quintet, My Animal Brass, has an album called Sacred Circle that's available on the uh, iTunes store. Okay. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that's yep. the most important one, obviously. Yep. All right. And then you also said you have something coming up in April, right? That's right. Yeah, I believe it's April 7th. The band I play with, John Butte and Friends, were playing at Settle Down Easy Brewing in Falls Church, Virginia. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's coming up pretty soon. Now, you said you have a band member that's also a little, right? I do. What's his name? His name is Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, Why Jimmy. haven't you come on the podcast, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy Purse. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he would. I actually mentioned to him that I was coming on. He was jealous. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Like that. That's perfect. See, that's what we really like. So April 7th, Littles Falls Church, all local Littles. You know, Check it out. It sounds like it could be a spring of Littles event. Ooh. Settle down easy. Settle down. <laughs> all right. Well, Michael, we can't thank you again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay. Over or under? Over. <laughs> all right. And we always like to follow up with, now, do you Chuck Todd it? It depends on how close I am with those friends. Okay. Okay. But I would, if it was a good friend, I would definitely do that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Michael. Thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. No problem. Thank you, guys. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Heather in Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFT podcast network. Now it's time for Friday Five. Tell you why. Because it's Friday and it's time to jive. And when a little tells us in advance, then we actually stand a chance. It's time for the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh, Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five. Sorry, not sorry, Sully, you were warned. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. Thank you, Michael Lowe, for coming on to Meet the Littles. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, we'll never get that stat. 130, I think he said? Yeah. 130 fish concerts. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. That's, that's a lot of that's so a lot cool. of fish. That was really fun to I don't even eat hear seafood. about that and the whole donut concept is oh, yeah. mind boggling to me. Like that's so great. And I never I never even thought it was thirteen. I think you said it was thirteen, 13. nights. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Amazing. So let's get to our Friday five. These are from who? Sam Gordon. All right. What's number one, Roxy? Number one, a straightforward one to start. Favorite city or country you visited? Ooh. 
that's tough. Well, that is a tough one for me because I've traveled so much. And I will fully admit, I don't do international travel well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not going to say any. I've been to Paris. I didn't really love it. Been to Italy, didn't really love it. It, it makes me uncomfortable when I can't speak the language. And that's on me. Yeah. I'm totally admitting uh-huh. that's totally on me. Uh-huh. I should have taken lessons before I went there, blah, blah, blah. But it, it just always makes me feel uncomfortable that mm-hmm. I can't understand what people around me are talking about and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm going to stick to us. I'm going to say either, well, the two. how about the two places I almost bought apartments in while I was traveling, Seattle and Denver? Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one I would. I guess Seattle, except the weather is not super great, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes. But man, when you get those eight, nine days of just sunshine there, it is one of the most gorgeous, beautiful cities on the planet. Yeah. So what do you got, Roxy? I mean, is it weird to do a Homer answer and say New York City? Oh, I thought you were going to say Connecticut. <laughs> no. Like, what? No. I mean, New York. It's got everything. And yeah. just ever since I was four years old, my first trip into the city, I just, I fell in love with it. Now, now I'm like, okay, I need a house. I want a house. Well, I, I was going to say, maybe we should yard. have this conversation because I hate it. But <laughs> everyone knows I, I hate it. Don't get me wrong. There are many things about the city I can't stand, but the energy of the city, yeah. the way the city pulls together through thick and thin on so many levels is just incredible. That's true. I'll give you that. So. You know, and like you said, you can do anything. Here yeah. Almost. And I'm so thankful that we live near Central Park because that is how yes. we made it through the pandemic. Yes. Very, very <laughs> much so. All right. Number two, place you haven't yet visited, but have on your to-do list. Okay. Too many to list, but my top two, Italy and Ireland. Okay. Absolutely. Hands down. I can't wait to go someday. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been to Ireland, so that'll be fine. We'll get to do that first together. That's where my people are from. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go, I guess, just because I I like to cross things off my list. I'm not doing the baseball stadiums. I mean, they're on the list. But I'm going to say Alaska because Mm, it's the only state I haven't been to yet. That's another one. So Anita... We're coming for you. And yep. she already said we could stay with her. So uh, Get ready. we're going to have to figure that out because that's my only state I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can loop this around back to our email section, Ritz also, when we were talking about the Animaniacs. Animaniacs. All yeah. right. I got mm-hmm. it. And we were talking about states and capitals. He actually said, bury the lead moment. He has been to 49 states as well. Uh-huh. So I'm curious, Ritz, what's the one you haven't been to? We'll have to ask you next time you're on with us. Yeah. And if it's the same one, maybe we're going to take a road trip to Alaska so we can complete That'd this. Be fun. Complete this together. All right, Roxy, what's the next one? All right, number three, favorite mode of transport. Oh. My feet. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a cop-out? I don't think so. That's You're transporting yourself. Uh, that's what I prefer. From point A to point B. Now, I also yeah. think this depends where you live. Right. right. So in the city, I rely on my feet to get me where I need to go because well, I, it's I the just, only reliable source. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's why we just went through the subway story about how we thought we were going to yeah. miss the concert because... I mean, obviously, we weren't going to walk to the Barclays Center from Midtown, right. but... I mean, but I prefer it. That's yeah. what, I think that's what the question or favorite it says. Right. Yeah, because you know you can get there if you leave enough time yep. and you can rely on that. Yep. Well, I guess there's always something like the bridge could have been shut down or right. something. But you know what I mean. Yeah. So, But I do, obviously, it, it depends where you live. Yeah. I'm going to expand on that, though, because I very much enjoy rollerblading. You do. I, I'm going to out myself. So I don't take the same answer as you. I'm going to say rollerblade because cool. I do enjoy rollerblading in the park yeah. and all over. The, and I use it for transportation mm-hmm. a lot of times, mm-hmm. like to get places. Like yep. I take them on tour. And if it's close enough yet not far, far away, mm-hmm. I will rollerblade to the theater yeah. from the hotel, yeah. stuff like that. So, all right, number four, furthest you've traveled for a sporting event or a concert? I guess that the Barclay for- Center. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I would say Fenway Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A good one. From Connecticut. Well, that's what I mean. It's hard for mm-hmm. me to answer that because I've, if I was there already traveling, I don't count that. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the ones that popped in my head as far as sporting events were the ones where the stadiums so far away. Kansas City, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Trying to think what else. There's others like that that just are so annoying. Philadelphia was, I mean, it, the subway goes right there. Don't get me wrong. But it's still annoying because it's so far outside the city, yeah. the stadiums. And I know there's many other ones like the, the new San Francisco, all that stuff. All right. What's the last one? All right. Last one. Number five. And finally, to allow for a bit of TK style. Oh, boy. Vetching? Vetching. Is that right? Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> what is the worst holiday or place you've visited? Wow. I don't really have one, I don't think. All right. I'm trying know. to think. This is a hard one. Yeah. I have one, if I may, for kind of both of us. Mm-hmm. sort of okay. I, it's part of a vacation like mm-hmm. I don't want to say the vacation was bad right because it was okay and we were together and that's all that matters yeah and, and you booked this vacation blind I just said do what you want to do <laughs> and you were like okay and you booked an all-inclusive resort in Mexico I right did yeah 
And it was really cool. I, I still didn't believe it. I was. You were like, no, there's fees. There's my this, inner there's Tony that. came said, out here. No, my inner Tony came out it. here. <laughs> like when we got in there and there was this wet bar in the room with like snacks and beers and drinks and everything. And you're like, yeah, it's all. Incl-. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's got, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a hitch. Then when we got to dinner, she was like, well, aren't you going to? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I said, okay, maybe the food's included, well, but dinner, that's how they get you, the drinks. The, the food was included except for, I think, lobster and a certain cut of steak. And then I think certain alcohol. No, I thought the alcohol. Like champagne, you had to oh, pay extra or something okay, like that. but it was very clear. But all the, like anything that we actually wanted was yeah. already included. It, but including the mm-hmm. mini bar and everything yep. in the room. Yep. And they would just come and refill it. Yeah. If you, it was it was great. Yeah. It was great. However, we also decided that since we were there, we should do a little excursion. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's one of these you get up at like, you know, five in the morning. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, we're in Mexico, so we don't, I, I speak a little Spanish, but not much. Okay. And you don't speak right. at all, right? Gracias. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so we did it through the hotel. Mm-hmm. We bought these tickets. They were expensive. It was, yeah, we were going to go see, we we're going to go see the, we we're going to go to Tulum. Right. And we were going to see the, the Mayan ruins. Right. Is that right? The ru- yeah. Right, and right. then we were also going to a cenote. Ooh, right. Oh, that's right. The cave. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, the point of the story is though, we, um, our van doesn't show up or something. Then some other van shows up. He's like, well, I'll just take him. We're like, well, what do you mean by that? Now, mind you, this resort was well off the beaten path. We're like down two yeah, miles so down this our, dirt road. It's scary as hell. Honestly, when we got there, we were like, we thought. It was dark when we got yeah. there. It was already nighttime and we weren't sure we were going in the right direction and our driver was going in the right direction. That was moment number one where I thought this is where we die. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we got there. Everything was, that was fine. We checked in. That was yeah, fine. Yeah. Everything. But this instance, at one point he pulls over on the side of the road. The and highway. The highway to meet another van. And then an empty told van, us to get, get into the other van. Just get out and get in. And these weren't marked like commercial vans. These were just like plain white, white vans. <laughs> It wasn't like this touring company or and something. We were like, you need to take us back to the hotel. I was hotel like, no, 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 you need to take us back to the hotel. Oh, because he also said we had we owed him more money. Right. And we Even, said, we're not giving you, no. take us back to the hotel. Because that's where we booked the tickets. Right. And it was already paid for. Everything was done. And he's trying. And now, I mean, tips, that's a different, but that's not yeah, what he was talking no. about. He was talking about more money for the trip. Right. Or for what this excursion we were doing. Right. So I was like, take us back to the hotel right now. So, and because, mind you, our cell phones don't work, uh-huh. we have no way. Of no Moment one. number two, I thought we were going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he quickly backed off when I said, I, we just said, we're not paying you any more money. And so the other guy was like, no, 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 I'll take them. I'll take them. And then it got a little better once we hit, because also this is the bearing the lead. We were the first hotel they picked up at. Right. So we didn't even know that they were picking up other people at other right. hotels. Right. No one else from our hotel was on this excursion. So yeah. it's not like we even had a third party with us. Yeah. Just me and Roxy. Yep. That's it. In this van. <laughs> Pulled over on the side of the highway. This guy says, get out of the van. You're going to the other van. Yep. And give, give me, me more money. money. Right. So it's like, <laughs> so this was bad. I mean, it turned out fine. Yeah, it we got out- back to the hotel and they actually had a bagged lunch for both of us that they didn't have when we first left. I don't yeah. think they realized that they had come to pick us up yet. Yeah. So they came out, the people at the hotel, they the were hotel so was nice. Apologetic. They're they, like, no, they you bad. you don't owe any more money. You've yeah. paid in full. Everything's fine. And then. But it was scary. Yeah. And then to end that trip, the day literally we're leaving, Chuck here falls downstairs. Oh, that's right. And my ankle was the size of my head. Yep. And luckily I didn't break it or anything, but try getting out of the country through airports mm-hmm. with luggage when you're basically on a sprained, really badly sprained. I mean, I have pictures of this. I this, forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the last. So, I yeah. mean, just overall, that trip was, uh, but Roxy did a great job. I mean, booking it, the all-inclusive. Yeah, I mean, it the trip itself was great. It was just some of those like little extra things that went along with it that we could have probably done right. without. Anyway. So. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the Friday Five. Thank you so much, Sam, for those. All right, Roxy. And that's all the time we have. So tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LoyalLittlesPod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to iTunes and Apple and give us a nice rate and review over there. And thank you again, Michael Lowe, for coming on to Meet the Littles today. And thank you, Sully from Boston. Yes, we still love you, Sully. And Garrett Schumann and Heather Garcia for our bumpers this episode. And one more quick time. If you are out celebrating tonight, not shopping, celebrating Jingle Trek, Jingle Fest, please be safe. Have a great time. Wish we could be there. Hopefully, we're going to get down to the one in 
Maryland or wherever it is in, in June. June. But have a great time. But be safe, everyone. Yeah. Okay. We want to see you in June. Yes. So. And as always, Roxy, if you're out shopping online tonight, instead of going to Jingle Trek, use the code. Just use it, people. Oh, this is like a perfect setup. <laughs> Making your way in the podcast world sure can hurt a lot. Getting to meet all you loyal littles sure gives us a shot. But wouldn't you like to be a guest? All those Skypes and endless nights, it sure can get stale. But with all you loyal listeners, how can we fail? But Chuck and Roxy also know Sometimes you want to go To a pod where everyone knows your name And the littles are glad you came Where the questions are fun and dumb And people aren't all the same The LP where littles want to know your name where the questions are fun and dumb and people aren't all the same. The LP where littles want to know your name. The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. So this one time at Bandcamp? Oh, yeah.